Good Monday morning, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Insanity, A Peace of Mind. I am your host, Stephanie. This is episode 103, and I'm going to talk about how to break up with your therapist, which was one of the questions on the Ask Me Anything. As I was looking through and began answering, and I'm still answering the Ask Me Anything questions, I realized that there were some questions from the previous Ask Me Anything that I have not gotten to yet. So I've created a little list. And so for those of you who have topics that you would like me to address, and you have already submitted them in some form or another, I am collecting those into a single list so that I have immediate access to them and I will begin to answer them. So that includes generational trauma and a couple of them that came in this time. And then someone asked me for a list or some sort of way to note all of the books that I have referred to in the podcasts. So I know you're out there. I know the topics are out there. And I'm going to do them. So hang with me. This week is how and when and why you might need to leave therapy or change your therapist. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. As a therapist over the last few years, I have very definitely had clients who have come and gone. And some of them come and then they don't come after a single session. And that's okay. Not a good fit, change of plans, could be any number of things. And that's just the nature of the beast. If you are looking for a therapist, you should legitimately be shopping so that you can find the best fit for you. And I have also had clients who have come for several sessions, maybe over the course of a few months, and then have stopped coming. And that's okay too. By then, I have established some kind of a relationship with them. And to see them gone, or to have them not return, it feels a little like something. Like you're a little sad, you're concerned, you are curious. So there's some more feelings about that client who doesn't come back. And I have also had the experience where I have worked with uh, one or two clients who have been with me for more than a year, close to two. And then one day after a cancellation or maybe another cancellation, they do not come back. That feels a little bit different. Again, a relationship has been established, presumably, if they've been with you or me for that long, a therapeutic alliance has been established, and there is a huge hole when that happens to a therapist. Obviously, I'm speaking for myself, and if there are any therapists out there who would like to confirm or deny these feelings, feel free to. That though. I've just described my experience. And so that's kind of how therapy goes. 
first things first, when you find the therapist that is your good match or a good match for you, or you think they're a good match, the most important part of this relationship or this therapeutic experience, this counseling therapy experience is the therapeutic alliance, which is how you and the therapist relate to one another. Seeking for help and support from a counselor or a therapist is a gigantic step. Big, brave act of self-care, okay? And sometimes essential towards mental and emotional wellness. And so it really doesn't matter why you start therapy. You might need tools for dealing with anxiety, or you may be in a relationship and you're needing support and clarity. You might be looking to change jobs. You might be a parent who is struggling with one of your children. It doesn't matter why you start. You are seeking for a therapist who makes you feel seen and cared for and understood. So if you are lucky, and when you are lucky enough to have found that, that relationship is called the Therapeutic Alliance. And that is the most significant factor in a person's healing. How a person decides to engage in therapy is a very personal choice. When I first started, I had this belief that I would be the kind of therapist who saw people for anywhere from six weeks to six months, help them work through their issues or, quote, solve their problems, unquote, and then they would go away healed and functioning. And it didn't take very long for me to realize that that was not going to be the case. And so don't laugh at me if you are, because it was a lesson I learned, and I am grateful for the lesson, because that is not necessarily how a practice or a therapist can practice, because the personal needs and desires and decisions of the client are more important than what I thought I was going to do. I have clients who come, and they'll come for three or four months, once a week, and they'll begin to feel like they're doing pretty well. And then they'll cut back to every two weeks or once a month. And then they will just call, make an appointment when they feel like they need something. I have clients who come every week and have asked if that's okay. I have clients who come for some very specific issues. And once those issues are taken care of, they move on. And so what I have learned from this is that you never need to be done with therapy if you don't want to. And you can be done with therapy at any time. Essentially, the marker is when you have reached your therapeutic goals, if they are time-specific or goal-specific. There is a school of thought that termination should be part of 
intake, meaning when you are first talking to a client, the idea of terminating this relationship should always be part of the equation. I have not found that to be a big part of my first few sessions with a client, and maybe it should be, maybe not. But the idea that you might decide that this therapist is not a good fit for you or you have reached your goals is certainly something to consider. So first piece of advice from therapists or first request from therapists, if you want to break up with them, don't ghost them. Most of my experiences in client loss in that way have been ghosting experiences. And the way I handle it is to wait two or three or four weeks or sometimes maybe a little longer and then send out an email that just says, I'm checking in with them, haven't seen them for a few months or a few weeks, just want to make sure that they're doing okay. And if they ever need anything in the future, they're welcome to reach out. I have no expectation of a response and I don't necessarily have an expectation that they will come back. And if they wanted to, I would be delighted. However, ghosting a therapist is probably not the best way to break up with your therapist. And it, depending on the reasons, it doesn't really show that you have a good sense of how, I don't know what the word is. It's, it's like, what have you learned in therapy? Why are you ghosting your therapist? Is it because you're feeling guilty or bad or anxious? And if those are the feelings that you're feeling, and that's why you've ghosted your therapist, then maybe there's some things that you could learn if you had the difficult conversation and broke up with them in a session face-to-face with some conversation and feedback. So just something to think about. And I know that's not always the case. Sometimes if you cancel an appointment and you don't have your next one scheduled and your life gets really busy, or maybe you move and you intend to call and schedule, but it's too far away, and maybe your therapist offers remote, but you don't really like remote therapy or online therapy. And so there's just a lot of stuff that kind of builds up between that last appointment and scheduling a new one. So I'm not going to make the assumption that everybody who ghosts their therapist is doing it because they don't have the backbone to break up face to face. It's just something to think about. Life does get in the way. And I realize that that is part of everybody's experience. That's why I haven't been to the dentist in a while. See? Because that one appointment you miss and then you just don't get back on that six month thing, right? So, you know, if you're someone who ghosted your therapist or need to break up with someone, think about what's going on. So the first thing you really need to do is figure out why. 
what is it that's going on that you want to end this relationship? Is it like I said before, have you reached your goals? Are you done? Is it a financial issue when you can no longer afford therapy? Uh, there, those are some of the more benign ones. Okay. Like not too terribly big concerns, but reasons that you need to consider. You can want to find a new therapist if your therapist doesn't provide sensitivity to some of your issues, or maybe they're not culturally competent and you can feel this disconnect. Maybe you are ready to try life without a therapist. It is an intensely personal reason for this to be something that you're thinking about. And it is entirely up to you. And you can make the decision. And if you make it collaboratively with your therapist, then there is, there are some added benefits. I will get to those benefits in a minute. The benefits about using a using the therapy session to end the relationship. I'll get to those benefits in just a second. What I want to talk about first are some reasons why you might feel it's time to move on. Break up with your therapist. If you are going, let's say you're going weekly or bi-weekly, if you are not feeling better overall after your sessions, it is probably time to reconsider what's going on in those sessions. And it doesn't mean that you have to feel good every time because one of the jobs of a therapist is, if and when necessary, to be a little bit challenging or confrontational to help facilitate some growth. But if you leave because you, if you leave a session and you don't feel like your therapist heard you or you realize that the entire topic or session was not what you came in with and maybe your therapist took over and maybe she talks too much or maybe he doesn't talk enough because there are some clients who would like some feedback. So if you leave therapy, you know, two or three times in a row without overall feeling a little bit better then you are probably struggling and that could be a sign of ending the relationship. Another one would be that you do not feel like you're growing. If you're going to take the time, spend the money, make the sacrifice to go to therapy, some kind of change in yourself over time is pretty critical. Okay. So if you're not seeing that, that's probably an indication that you could seek out a better therapist. And this is a tricky one because sometimes you're not going to see change quite as fast as you want to, or you're going to feel like you're stuck longer than your finances allow or that you have time for. And so you should see some growth pretty quickly. And then there might be a little bit of leveling off and then maybe some more growth. And so you'll have to make that decision on your own. But if you don't feel like your therapist is motivated 
on your behalf or capable enough to help you progress, it might be time to move on. When I say motivated on your behalf, I don't want anybody to misunderstand that and believe that the therapist is going to do more work than the client. Because if you have a therapist who does more work than you do, that's probably not a good fit. Another reason you might want to break up with your therapist is if you don't trust them. Going to therapy is a process of opening up. It is a process of exposing yourself, shedding some of your defenses, and being vulnerable in a space that is supposed to feel safe for you. If you find yourself holding back and not telling your therapist things that you're feeling and thinking in session, this can impede your growth. And so if you don't feel like your therapist has created a space where you can do that, that may not be a good fit for you. So another something that is very personal and you would need to think about. So a therapist to this point is supposed to keep and hold you accountable. And so you're not always going to be comfortable, but if you don't feel like you can open up and be vulnerable or be totally honest about some of the difficult parts of your life, it's probably not a good fit because there's something about that relationship that is maybe making you feel judged or making you hang on to some of the shame and guilt that you might be feeling. I don't know. Again, it's just a very personal thing. Okay, another reason you might want to find another therapist is if you cannot get into them regularly. And these are just logistical scheduling problems, but they are significant. If you feel like you need a weekly appointment or every two weeks and you cannot get into your therapist and that leaves you with two and three and four weeks in between each session, that can be very frustrating. And so that is a good reason. That is a good enough reason to try and find a new therapist, even if you really like the one you're seeing. And that one can be a hard one because, you know, you may not want to go to the trouble of finding a new one, but consistent regular therapy is really important. Okay. And next one. Another one would be if your therapist is not receptive to your feedback or constructive criticism. There are therapy practices who have, sometimes every session, but certainly fairly regularly, they will have a, uh, it's, it's, I guess, a survey. I'm not, that's not the word I'm looking for, but they will have an opportunity for the clients to give feedback at the end of every session or every two or three sessions so that the therapy practice has a handle on how their therapists are doing. That can be pretty scary. But if you don't feel comfortable bringing up constructive criticism with your therapist, and maybe they're doing something that you don't like, or maybe there is just a, maybe it's something quirky that goes on during session that makes you uncomfortable. If you don't feel like you can talk to your therapist, about these things, then that may not be a good fit. So a therapist who is criticized, maybe 
she's late a lot. And then maybe because she's late, she makes the client feel rushed. If you are a client in that situation, you should be able to express that to your therapist and he or should she should be able to take that information and make adjustments and be grateful for it. And thank you for sharing that. I have been criticized. I have had clients tell me what I have done wrong. And frankly, it's a little, initially it's a little hard, but the idea is that I want to be better. I want to be a good fit for them. They are my priority and I can take it for crying out loud. Okay. Uh, and then there's the, you don't feel like you need therapy anymore. That's kind of the last one. All right. Now I want to go back to this idea of ending your relationship with a therapist, no matter the reason in session, because this is a way to give your therapist the constructive feedback that you might need to give them because you are feeling that this relationship is not serving you. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is it teaches you some of the skills that you might be going to therapy for, managing your anxiety, managing other people's emotions. Presumably, breaking up with a therapist might make the therapist feel bad because they have a relationship with you. This is a an ongoing experience with sometimes weekly expectations. I'm my calendar is pretty set. I pretty much know who's coming every week and they're regulars. And when they are no longer on my calendar, I feel a sense of loss and curiosity and some insecurity about where they may have gone. And if any of these clients would like to sit down with me and say, hey, this relationship is no longer serving me because of this, 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 and this, I would absolutely be grateful. I would thank them. I would validate their feelings and experiences. I would open my mind and my heart and try and see where they are right, where I have not been serving them. And I would give them the opportunity to allow me to fix it or move on if that's what they want to do. So that feedback is good for both parties. It's good for you to give and it's good for the therapist to take. And it can be things like, I don't think my goals are being met, or I would like someone who specializes in this, and that is not you. For example, if I have a client who asks for EMDR or a certain therapeutic intervention that I don't do, I would refer them to someone else because they deserve to have what they want. And if that is not in my area of competency, I will not work with them because that is, that is depriving them of their, of the best care that they need. And if I do that in session with a therapist, then the therapist can give me referrals and I would want referrals. A couple of other points I would like to make. Um, before you do the ending of the relationship or break up with your therapist, a why is always a good thing for you to figure out. Don't be hasty. Don't waste too much time. And don't be hasty. Behind 
the why is tremendous insight and it will help you decide what kind of therapist you want to look for after you do end the relationship. So what is the why behind it? And we went through some of the reasons you might need to break up and those are the whys. And so what you do very often is much less important than why you do it. You might be compelled to find a new therapist because the therapist you have is challenging you in ways that you don't want to be challenged. That may not be the best reason to find a new therapist. You may want to change therapists or stop going to therapy because you can't financially afford it, or it feels like it's taxing on your budget. And that feels like a good reason, but if you have a conversation with your therapist, you might be able to work out some sort of payment arrangements that would allow you to stay in therapy. So be intentional about the why and have these conversations. So I want to end with a just a, another couple of things about this whole process. I have people who have stopped coming to therapy and have essentially ghosted me or, you know, or the practice, whatever. And I haven't seen him, haven't seen him, haven't seen him, haven't seen him. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, they'll show up on my calendar again. And that's great. That's perfectly acceptable. And I feel a little bit like that salvages that opportunity to come back because if you end the relationship with your therapist in this formal way, it would inhibit you from coming back to that therapist again if you ultimately realized that they were a better fit than you thought they were. And so maybe depending on the reason you're leaving or the reason you're seeking something different, you leave open this possibility of maybe coming back if something new doesn't work. I'm not sure. This is just me throwing this out there. I didn't see anything in the articles that I read or the research that I did about that being the case, but it's a possibility. So maybe if you're concluding therapy with a specific therapist for whatever your reasons are, and part of the conversation in person could maybe be reaching back out to them in a few months, if you haven't found anything that fits or if your circumstances change and leaving that door open. So if that's something that you want to return to, you can without feeling like, oh my gosh, I ghosted my therapist and I feel horrible. Um, because if you ghost me, you can come back anytime you want. I don't really care and I'd love to see you again. So that's the why. That whole thing was about why. The second thing is you don't have to over explain yourself when you are breaking up with your therapist. If you can succinctly say in one or two sentences what is going on for you, that is acceptable. If you have a relationship with them and you want to be more involved in the explanation, go right ahead. But manage your anxiety around it and do not over explain. A good therapist will take whatever you say and say, Godspeed. I hope that you find whatever it is you're looking for. So make an intentional 
choice about how much you want to talk to the therapist about or explain why you need a new person. The next one, and these are kind of these managing, managing these expectations, you do not need to protect the feelings of your therapist. You do not have to tip it tippy-toe around this issue. You do not have to wait weeks or months in order to do this, to work up enough courage not to hurt your therapist's feelings. That's not your problem. Don't even worry about that. If your therapist's feelings get hurt, he or she has a supervisor they can go talk to, or they can go to their own therapy sessions, or they can talk to a colleague. You don't have to manage the way they feel. So don't try and don't waste any second worrying about that. Another one is you do not need your therapist's permission to end the relationship. You don't need to ask if it's good to end it. You don't, if you know this is what you need to do, then you just do it. If you want to have a conversation about some of the things that you'd like to see change, now that's a different story, but you do not need permission to end a therapeutic relationship. So those are some of my thoughts about breaking up with a therapist. In a nutshell, try not to ghost if there's a good reason not to. Be intentional and really self-aware about why you're doing it. So when you do it, you are ready to move forward. You do not need to jump right back into a new therapeutic relationship if you're not in sort of crisis. So if you want to take some time to find someone new, don't feel like you have to rush. And there are plenty of good reasons to leave a therapist and don't feel bad about doing it. People do it all the time. There's a quote by Carl Jung that says, the shoe that fits one person pinches another. There is no one recipe for living that suits all cases. This is true of therapists and counselors. Find a shoe that doesn't pinch and have a good week. 